Hi there, and welcome to Starting Over at 50, the podcast about the game show of life where you're climbing up the ladder to success only to get thrown off halfway up, getting to start over at zero, and making a go of it. I'm Kurt Benton, your host, and I hope you'll enjoy this next episode. Good morning. It's Kurt Benton, and it is a Friday, so we're getting a little bit of a jump on things. How's your week been? Mine's been pretty good. Uh, Getting a lot of things uh, sorted here. And uh, there's something unique in our household that happens this time of year. It's called SEC football. And pretty much this year is, I don't know, the COVID thing and all this rescheduling and some conferences not playing and some conferences playing, some conferences playing a little bit. You know, the SEC went to an all-SEC schedule, which is just amazing because it, it's like it's like having um, an amazing meal every single night of the week. It's like going to the best restaurant in town every single night of the week uh, because, you know, there's nothing that gets an SEC's blood going <clears throat> more than an SEC matchup. Now, most of the time, in the schedule, an 11 or uh, 10, 11 game season, you're going to get six or seven SEC in-conference games. And the rest are schools that essentially get a payoff from the larger school to keep their program going. And just long story short, they're they're cupcakes or powder puffs or whatever you're going to call them, uh, which give everybody a break. when you live in the South, everything runs by SEC football. So you don't get married on the weekends. Uh, you don't have any parties on the weekends unless they surround uh, tailgating and football. The reality is that the universe changes course <clears throat> and it becomes an all SEC world for that fall when your dogs or when your tigers or when your gators are playing. But this year, we have 10 SEC games, SEC matchups, week after week after week. It's almost like, you know, beating up your your girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend every week. It just is that kind of clean, old-fashioned hate is what we used to call it in the South. So I'm a Georgia Bulldog, uh, may or may not have mentioned that before, but uh, we're based out of Athens, Georgia. Um, our colors are red and black, and certainly I bleed red and black. And this weekend, my number three ranked Georgia Bulldogs are going up against the number two ranked Alabama uh, Elephants, or the Tide. And I tell you, there's just nothing more excited than being a Bulldog on Saturday night, and we're all looking forward to that. But it got me thinking. SEC is is high-level competition, and you have individuals on both sides who spend a lot of time getting prepared and working out and building their, their systems to compete at the top level. When they enter the field of play, things are more or less pretty equal. Um, both teams are, are, you know, all the teams recruit against each other, All the teams in the Southeast get the pick of the best and the brightest athletes from around the country. And when each team takes the field, 
they feel like they're performing at their top. Well, politics is a lot like that. You've got the Democrats and the Republicans, and then you have the, you know, the division school to teams that are like libertarians in the Green Party. But the Democrats and the Republicans are really the top level of the political machine. Unfortunately, over the past few years, it seems like the media that used to be the fifth estate or an arbiter of we'll call truth and honesty and reporting has uh, been usurped or been co-opted by one of the major parties. And I got to tell you, I watched the Joe Biden uh, town hall last night, and I watched the Donald Trump town hall last night. And the fact that these were supposed to be town halls where, you know, average people got to ask questions of the political candidates. On the Joe Biden side, you had uh, carefully picked questioners and a very um, soft host in George Stephanopoulos, who almost at some point helped keep Joe Biden on the rails by either refocusing him or getting him to move on to the next question. I thought one of the interesting comments that Joe Biden kept making was, I don't know if I answered your question after a 10-minute uh, you know, rambling uh, pontification. Um, but then you switch over to the Trump channel. Now, being on the West Coast, we were fortunate enough to actually uh, be able to watch one at five that started in the evening, and then one started at eight. So there was no flipping back and forth. So I got to see both. When Donald Trump uh, essentially was accosted by Savannah Guthrie, I mean, she was constantly interrupting. She didn't accept his comments. She was belligerent and just downright snarky. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of Donald Trump uh, as far as his personality goes. I believe economically he did great things for the country uh, by reducing regulation and dropping taxes prior to uh, the COVID situation. Uh, being in insurance, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, the reality is that excess mortality, and I think Trump mentioned this last night, the excess mortality has basically gone to nothing. In fact, we're looking at numbers which show a decrease in overall mortality this year in the United States. A friend of mine, um, back to the numbers, a friend of mine just sent me some uh, information from Canada. And essentially, it was a, a measurement of flu cases in Canada over the last, um, you know, uh, six months. And last year, over that same period of time, they had registered 42,000 cases of the flu in Canada. Now, these are not deaths. These are just cases of the flu. It registered 42,000 cases of the flu in Canada. And this year, to this point, they've recorded six. <laughs> yes, six, from 42,000 to six. So it's clear that COVID cures the flu because everybody's looking to find the numbers to jack up the Medicare reimbursements at the hospitals, when you're financially incentivized to find COVID, you're just going to find it. And the comments uh, about how Trump essentially, you know, 
uh, has been responsible for the deaths of 220,000 people in this country are just so incredibly ridiculous. But going back to the point, it's a competition. It's a competition of ideas. It's a competition of um, thoughts of where this country is going forward. I'm a libertarian, which means I believe that smaller government is better or less government involvement. I don't care who you marry. I don't care how you live. I don't care if you smoke, if you do drugs. Um, you know, that's a personal decision that you have to um, take responsibility for. If you want to use cannabis um, to treat your ailments or to relax, that's fine. So long as your liberties, so long as your rights don't infringe on mine, and so long as your rights and liberties are not a danger to the community and to others, uh, then I don't have a problem with whatever you want to do. Um, on the other hand, you have <laughs> the the folks who used to decry for more liberty and more freedom, think hate Ashbury in the summer of love and no more wars and, uh, you know, peace, make peace, not, you know, make, make love, not war, make peace. They all seem to want to fight. They want more wars. They want more government control. They want liberties taken away from people that they don't agree with. Um, so I, I'm just really, uh, I'm, I'm really shocked by the way that our media, I mean, I'm not shocked, but I'm disappointed being a journalism major and to see big tech uh, shutting down um, the distribution of information that they feel and stories that they feel are not uh, beneficial to their preferred client. And, you know, obviously to some extent this is uh, – may have some relevance to Citizens United, but I just wish that we had an open opportunity to explore the, the, the concepts that are being proposed by both sides instead of having the media and big tech lie to us, restrict what we can say, restrict what we can share, and stifle open and honest discussion. So as you go into this uh, football season, uh, I, I hope your team wins, so long as they don't uh, play my team, the Georgia Bulldogs. And I hope that you're at peace with who you vote for, whoever that is, on November 3rd. Get out and vote early if your state offers it. Do your mail-in vote. Um, but I think, you know, I've said it before, this is a 240-some-odd-year-old country. We are still in our infancy and the rights and the beliefs that we hold so dear are not guaranteed for tomorrow. Um, so protect them, be mindful of when they're being infringed upon and being eroded, whether it's by your neighbor or by the, the, the local government in your neighborhood or by the federal government or the media. You have rights. Make sure to use them. So uh, this is just my Friday uh, Friday update. We're going to be back on Monday with another one. And I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy some football. Enjoy the fall. Get outside. Enjoy the fresh air. And just, you know, be blessed and be happy. So that's it for today. Thanks much and take care.